Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Sugarcoated Murder is proud to be a part of The Oracle Network. Welcome to Sugarcoated Murder Podcast, a brilliant true crime podcast hosted by two zany sisters, all while baking up delicious treats in their kitchen. Here are your podcast hosts, Karen Devaney and Ann Varner. Before we get started today, check out this promo from a fellow podcast. Hi, friends. I'm Olivia. And I'm Katie. We are Podcast by Proxy, a Canadian true crime podcast. Our primary focus is Canadian cases, but sometimes we travel south of the border and love listener suggestions. Join us every Tuesday where we talk about some of the not-so-polite Canadians. You can find us at Podcast by Proxy wherever you listen to your podcasts and on all social media platforms. So his employer eventually finds out about his criminal past, though, and releases him from employment. He gets a job selling hot dogs on Main Street for a while before he lands a permanent job as a salad maker for G&G Foods, and he worked, like, late overnights at this job. So this guy literally tossed salads for a living? Correct. Okay. A murderous (laughs) salad tosser. (laughs) Oh, lordy. Hi, sugar. Sugar. What's going on? It's very festive in your little place. Festivus is among us. Yes, your tree looks adorable. Thank you. Very, very cute. Thank you. I'm working on it. I we're know. getting there. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there. It's okay. We've got a little bit of time. Yeah. We're in your kitchen. Oh, yes. It's good to be back in the kitchen. It is it's good. It's been a while. It's always good to be in the kitchen. It is always good to be in the kitchen. So what are you making? Today, I am making our mama's favorite. What it is? The almond crescent cookies that are dipped in chocolate. Remember I love those? them things. Oh I gosh. love those, but it would be my preference if we didn't dip them in chocolate and just dusted them with some powdered sugar. But yeah, that's I've not seen the recipe. them that way too. But either way, these are making, we love mama. We love mama. And mama loves these cookies. And so mama gets the cookies. Mommy gets cookies. Mommy. 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 That's mommy weird. gets the cookies. No, mama. We're going to make them. It's not a very difficult recipe. It's not complicated. Complicated. It's you know, it's not bad. It's pretty easily put together. Unless you're a perfectionist, and then you might have a problem. Well, good I news. We are not perfectionists. We have that problem. No, we've accepted the fact that we are not perfect. Exactly, and we'll never be. So this is just your basic flour, baking powder, salt, butter, sugar, eggs. The nice thing though is that you then add almond paste. I love almond paste. If Used in moderation. The cans of almond paste that they sell at our store come in a eight ounce jar, and this calls for seven ounces. So I actually weighed it out, cut an ounce off. And Thank then you, because I don't it. like it over pasted. Yeah, I don't, I don't like over pasting. No, no, and there was just no need. So you mix all of that together. You add in your flour mixture with your baking powder and your salt. You get it all nice and incorporated. Move your dough to the side. You're going to take some sliced almonds and chop, chop, chop them up. Not real fine and powdery, but... Coarse chop. Coarse chop. Yeah. You're going to take your dough and you roll it into balls. Okay. Okay. You're going to roll it into a ball and then you're going to change your your circular motion and go back and forth, back and forth. Because now you're going to make it into kind of a log. Okay. Okay. Once you've got a log, and the reason you do the ball first and then the log is then you get nice cylinder ends. Okay. Okay. So it doesn't look all that messy. Then you're going to take that log and roll it in your crushed almonds. Okay. And you're going to bend it like a crescent. Okay. On your pan. All right. And I, I like to do parchment paper on my pan. And for this, because there's not a lot of butter in this recipe, I spray my pan. That's my parchment idea. paper. Your parchment paper. Yeah. So you you make your little crescents and then you bake them up and you cool them. Once you cool them, then you take some chocolate chips and a little bit of Crisco and melt that together. And then you're going to dip each end 
of your crescent in that chocolate. So and voila, cool. you've got yourself a nice little almond crescent cookie that is perfect for the holidays. They're perfect. just adorable. They're so, adorable. And it's what mama likes. And mama likes it. So we're going to make them. And then guess what we're going to do? We're going to ship them to her. We're going to send them right to mama. Mama's going to get cookies. Because we love mama. We do. And she loves these cookies. That's right. So that's what we're doing. End of story. So End while I'm story. rolling balls. Yeah, you roll it up, girl. What do you got going on? I have a moido. Oh, gosh. I know. It's crazy. I, I got hope a it's not. I hope it's not too gory. Oh. I hope it's like a lighthearted. I'm not. I'm not sure I've ever heard a lighthearted murder story. I hope it's a feel-good story. Oh no, it's not gonna be. You just roll your balls. Let me take care of this over here. But today I'm going to talk about a gentleman named Christian Rojas. 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 I'm sure I'm not pronouncing it right, but it's R O J A S. I think it's Rojas. I think Rojas sounds perfect. He, yeah, because he's from Costa Rica. Okay. That's why I'm getting the. Rojas. Oh, now see, you have to pronounce it that way from here on out. Nope. Rojas. Christian was from Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. Okay. Ben Salem, Pennsylvania is in Bucks County, which is, it used to be, I don't know if, it, I think it still is, the wealthiest county in Pennsylvania. Oh, nice. Yes. And where, where do you know whereabouts that is? It's outside of Philly. So it's on the northeast border of Philly. It's a little township. Oh, okay. Ben Salem Township also has a community in it called Ben Salem. Oh, that's very confusing. It is a little confusing. <laughs> the Ben Salem community is, it, it's a smaller section of the community. Maybe not the, definitely not the wealthiest part of this wealthy county. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm going to, oh, and it's got, the township itself has about 60,000 people in it. Oh. So it's, it's not, yeah. And not then when big. you look at the community, the Ben Salem community within the township, it's even smaller. Right. I'm talk about who Christian Rojas, Rojas is. He's from Costa Rica, like I said, 28 years old. A computer programmer. He's smart. Smart. He had been in the U.S. only a few years. He made a decent amount of money at his job. He sent most of it to his family back home in Costa Rica. That's nice. I know. Kept what a enough. Nice boy. What a nice kid. Kept enough money here to sustain a modest lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But all his dream job was to be able to work for a U.S. company, but be able to go back and work in Costa Rica. So he'd be making U.S. money oh. and living in Costa Rica so that he could help his family. His family, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good, that'd be a good thing. Yes. He was described as a quiet, loyal, and reliable friend. Hmm. Because he was so reliable, one of Christian's friends had I think actually... people would describe me as a quiet, loyal friend. <laughs> you might want to let them know that's what you're expecting. <laughs> I'm not sure if everybody has that tagline <laughs> picked out for you. So you might huh. want to just let people might put them on notice. Okay. This is what I'm expecting. I'm your quiet, loyal friend. And please make sure you use those hashtags anytime you refer to <laughs> me. <laughs> yes. Because he was so reliable, one of his friends had asked him to meet him at the Philadelphia airport for a ride home in August of 2004 in the wee hours of the late night. Okay. Okay. In the wee hours of Like the night. one o'clock in the morning. Okay. It, you know, it's late night. For me, it's that's the morning. Right. It's bedtime. It's way past It's way past my bedtime. I'm almost six hours getting ready. Sleep by then. Yes. Right. But for people his age, I'm thinking that's they consider that night. Right. Honestly, the Taco Bell drive thru is still open, I think. Oh right. I don't know what time they close. It's either one or two o'clock in the morning. Right. Unlike Christian, unlike Christian, this this next thing that I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I have bullet statements, and I'm reading them as if they're sentences, so oh. it doesn't make any sense what I just say, <laughs> unlike Christian. Okay. Yeah, and that's supposed to tell the whole story. Uh, Got I, it? <laughs> and that's my story. Okay. <laughs> There's he, no prosecutor in this one? Not yet, but the day is young. Okay. I mean, he never showed up to provide that ride to his friend. Oh, no. Which was unlike, unlike Christian. Him. Right. There right. we go. Got that bullet in. Oh. I know. His friend's... Calls and texts to Christian went unanswered, very unlike Christian. His friend finally found another friend from their friend group, because, you know, we all have friend groups, 
to come and get him. And once that friend picked him up, they immediately drove to Christian's apartment in Ben Salem. Yeah. Because they were wondering. Dude, what's happening? Dude, what you doing? When they got to Christian's apartment, it was dark and all locked up except for a patio door that they tried and that slid open. Oh. They entered the apartment through that patio door and flipped on the light and discovered utter chaos. Oh, no. Unlike Christian. He's not chaotic because he's quiet He's and quiet loyal. and loyal and reliable and... Not chaotic. Not chaotic. The couch cushions had been split open and <gasps> stuffing was everywhere. What? I know. There was broken glass on the floor. The um, framed photos were on the floor. Photos on the wall were like askew. <gasps> askew? Askew. That's oh a big gosh. clue. Askew. <laughs> And furniture had been turned over. Oh. His dining room table had been flipped over. What? No, what is the point of that? And he's quiet. He's not a table flipper. No, he's not a table no. flipper. No, so this is all unlike Christian. This is right. why I have the heading. Unlike. Unlike Christian. Right. It looked like Christian's place had been ransacked. The friends started calling out to Christian, and there was no answer. So they run to his bedroom, no Christian. Mm. As they're running back, they pass the bathroom, and they notice a foul odor. Oh, no. The odor. It gets you no, every not time. the odor. It does. They flipped on the light and a horrifying, grisly scene that they could barely comprehend was in front of them. It was so terrifying. They all, they all, it was just the two of them. Actually, I really think the one friend is the one that went in and the other friend was too scared. Oh, no. But they rushed out of the apartment and called police. Okay. They couldn't even stay in there. It was just horrific when the police arrived they could hardly believe the scene themselves it was just really gruesome christian rojas was hogtied with wires Uh he had been placed in a tub of water that had turned brown with blood Uh he had been he had been there about two days (gasps) no he had a sock stuffed down his throat and another sock that was wrapped around his throat Gosh, must yeah. have been like a tube sock. It was like a tube sock, but they, he, whoever did this had tried to strangle him with the sock. So oh, they had really stretched sake. it. It was tight around his neck. His face had been beaten to a pulp. My gosh. He had been smashed over the head with a heavy object while kneeling. So the back of his head was just smashed, smashed in and he had been punched in his mouth. He had been punched in his chest. Like he was just, he was, his whole upper body was just a mess, a bloody mess. And he had a pillow over his face where he had been smothered. So when they took the pillow off, this is what they find. It's just this this guy's face and head that's just bashed in. So they decided to cover his face with the pillow. They actually tried to smother him with the pillow. Which means he was still alive after all the beatings and everything else. Oh my lord. There was even a distinct bloody face print on the tile of the bathtub that looked like the mirror image of Christian where his face had been bashed Bashed into the tile. Oh my. And he had already been bleeding. Oh no. He had been tortured but he had also put up a fight. Mm. They could see defensive wounds on his hands. Right. The obvious question was, who did this and why? Yeah. His friends thought maybe he had surprised a robber, like in the in the process of robbing the place, but police weren't convinced. His car was gone, so whoever had attacked Christian could still possibly have his car. This amount of violence just didn't tell police it was no, simply a robbery no, gone badly. Something, yeah. Something a lot more nefarious. Nefarious. Sinister. <laughs> The sinister. Sinister. <laughs> As police start looking into Christian's life, they find out from his friends about an ex-girlfriend of his named Heather Lavelle. Oh. oh, Heather. At one time, this 36-year-old woman was a standout in her profession and in insurance sales. Mm-hmm. She had a degree in civil engineering, but her career was derailed when she was an assistant vice president. I'm going to tell you about that in a minute. When Christian was dating Lavelle, he discovered she had a little bit of a drug habit. He couldn't tolerate that. So he called it off of her. Oh no. Shortly after that, she lost her job due to a humiliating sex scandal (gasps) at her job as an assistant vice president. Lord of mercy. 
she was making bad decisions probably due to her crack addiction. Oh, Lordy be. Because you know crack is whack. Crack is whack. It is so whack, girl. It's Ooh. whack. It's as whack as whack, whack can be. Whack as be. She bounced from job to job, but her taste for the crack kept getting stronger. Oh, man. Eventually, she found herself unemployed, broke, and homeless. Damn that crack. It's whack. It is whack. <laughs> It is still what can always I say? Will be whack. It will always crack. Will always be whack. Always whack. And if you do crack, it will whack you. Yeah, you will whack you. <laughs> whack. Because Christian was such a stand-up guy, let her stay with him platonically. <laughs> of course, until, that's gonna work. <laughs> right. Well, he he was serious. I mean, he, I'm he sure said he you was. can sleep on the couch until you get on your feet. Mm-hmm. He said until you can find a solution. So I don't even think it was until you can find, get on your feet. I think it was find somewhere else to go. Right. <laughs> when police start looking into Lavelle, they find out that she had been dating a guy named John Savage. I know. What kind of a name is that? Don't ever. Is he a savage beast? Don't ever date a guy no, named Savage. No. I mean, if your name is Savage, I'm sorry. Just change it. That's scary. To Salvage. That's oh, a yeah. great name, Salvage. Add just add an L in there. Oh, just pronounce it, Salvage. Just pronounce it. You yeah, don't like have to the even. weird, the, some of the things here in South Carolina, yeah. people just make up the way they pronounce it. Like Hugie. Yes, exactly. H-U-G-E-R, which is Huger. Right, but it's Hugie. <laughs> okay, <laughs> if you say so. So this John Savage was someone known to be violent, and he was a suspected drug dealer. Oh. Probably her drug dealer. Oh, Why right. couldn't she go stay with him? Right. Well, because he's not a stand-up guy. First, police put out an all-points bulletin nationally mm-hmm. for Christian's vehicle. Would it be like a bolo? I'd be on the lookout for. It's actually an APB, all-points bulletin, mm-hmm. which means... Don't just be on the lookout, but you need to arrest anybody seen driving this car. Gotcha. They are spotted in the outer banks of North Carolina. Well, I'll be doggone. I know. Isn't that crazy? So it was Heather and John? Yes. In Christian's car. They were in Christian's car. Yes. In the outer banks. In the outer banks. It's just shameful how they use the outer banks. That's a bad, that should be a bad word right there. Yeah. Insert bad word, mama. Oh. A high-speed chase in the Outer Banks. Like, where are they doing that? I don't know. (laughs) I don't think they were in a dune buggy, sugar. I think they were on, like, the beach road. Did they have a permit? No, there was no permit. They could not get on the road, and it was not a four-wheel drive. That high-speed chase in the OBX ends with the arrest of both Savage and Lavelle. Mm. Both were taken back to Pennsylvania and were charged with capital murder, robbery, and all sorts of other crap. Wow. Robbery, um, how, however they call stealing a vehicle, whatever right. that is. Just all sorts of stuff. They should have been charged with couch homicide and well, askew, askew pictures. pictures. And what about the flipping of the table? The table That's got to be a charge. Yes. And Unnecessary flip of table. And abusing the Outer Banks. That's a pristine area. We don't need a high-speed <laughs> no. chase. No. There's yeah. no need for that, nor is there room. That is correct. They could have hurt somebody that was turning into the biscuits and porn. That is correct. And that would be horrible. What if they had driven through the biscuits and porn and and damaged the building? Now you're going to give me a nightmare. You're going to give me a nightmare on that one. They're in Ben Salem. They've been charged with couch flipping. And they're facing the death penalty. Oh. That's right. It's capital murder. Dang right. And they evaded police and they crossed the state lines and they did all sorts of horrible things. things. Of course, Savage confesses, but he blamed Lavelle for telling him that Christian had raped her, which was a lie. (gasps) Oh, for heaven's sake. That was a lie that he had raped her or a lie that she told him he raped her? We don't, well, we know that he didn't rape her. Okay. We don't know if that was a lie or not a lie. About what he said that Chris that, that Lavelle, Lavelle. I don't I don't use her name first know, name she's but then not I worthy think of you that say name. Lavelle and I think Lavelle and I can't be it's Patty Lavelle Patty Lavelle in this situation. Patty Lavelle did not do this, sugar. Just, she <laughs> would never. Patty Lavelle would never do this. No. You have sold her reputation. Well, it's you that's soiling it. No, I can't help because it. Because you're saying chick- Lavelle, but it sounds like Lavelle. Lavelle. <laughs> What if I hold up the V every time I say the word? Is that okay? Does that work? That works. Okay. Lavelle. 
We know, we don't know what she told him, but we know that Christian had not raped her. Of course he didn't. No, because he's a stand-up guy. Yes. He agreed to testify against her to Mm. avoid the death penalty. Of course he did. Yes. He also told police that what he beat Christian with were brass knuckles. And beat him relentlessly over more than a day. I didn't even know. Tortured him. Still had a brass knuckle. I didn't even know. I didn't know either. Wow. He was like, yeah, we, this is what we did. We surprised him. We wanted his money. They had taken, I think they thought he had $1,500, but he only had $40 on him or something. $40? Yes. They killed they wanted him for, him for his money Because they needed drug money. For heaven's sake. Right. And then this stupid ass woman who had been sleeping there said, hey, I think he's got money. Look, because he, look how nice he looks. And he raped me. And by the way, he raped me. So let's go steal his money for and torture him. Sake. It was Heather's idea to, Hog tie him with the wires. She did that part. Why? It was it was Savage's idea to put him in the tub, and then when they tried to they tried to beat him to death and he wouldn't die. Then they tried to stuff the sock down his throat and make him die, suffocate. He wouldn't die. Then they did the they tried to strangle him with the sock. He wouldn't die. This poor guy is putting up sakes. a fight. He did not want to die. And so the last thing they did was they put him in the tub and he was bleeding everywhere and she held the she held the pillow over his head until he stopped breathing. For heaven's Because his, his hands were tied behind his back by then. So she killed him? They both killed I mean, they both did it. They right, both but she's the him. one that put the pillow over his She's the one that according him. To according to him. To Savage. Exactly. Because they don't agree on the whole lot. Okay. They just agree that they like crack. Right. And... They might agree now that crack is pretty freaking whack. I don't think so. I don't either. Okay, so she blamed Savage right. and said, whilst smoking crack, whilst he planted the idea in my head that Christian had raped me. Oh. And that I couldn't figure it out if it was real or not real, so I just went with it. <gasps> and then still thought it was a really great idea to steal his money and torture him because he may or may not have raped me. What a terrible person. She's horrible. 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 She is one of the most horrible people I've come across in a long time. Indeed. She's disgusting. Oh, my goodness. So she doesn't get the death penalty, which I think is asinine because I think she should have gotten the death penalty. I agree. Why didn't she? I don't know. The judge just didn't. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. This is speculation. Um, This is my opinion, and I'm not supposed to insert my opinion, insert opinion here. Right, right. But I'm just going to tell you, she was tall, blonde, white, and well-educated. Oh. And you think that's probably... And I think that's why she didn't get the death penalty. Maybe. And I think it's also because her partner was not getting the death penalty, even though he was the one that talked. Right. They both got life without parole. Okay. She is... Well, they're both still in prison. She's in prison in Pennsylvania. She has a blog. Are you kidding me? I don't understand why this don't woman... Don't you say the name of the blog because we I'm not saying it. it. Yeah. I'm not saying that. What, are you kidding me? <laughs> she continues yeah. to appeal her sentence. And also, she is trying to get legislation changed because she doesn't think life with no parole should be literally no parole. What? Yeah. She's the most egotistical, narcissistic, self-centered little biatch. She's she's horrifying. horrifying. I read this blog and it made me want to puke. Oh, my God. She's all about herself. She's all about herself. She thinks very highly of herself. She is not humbled by any of this. None of it. Wow. She is not remorseful. Not once has she said, you know what? I probably need to really take stock in who I am because I might be a horrible person. No, no. She likes to talk about how influential she is to her friends because she's so educated. Her friends in prison are very influenced by her in a positive way. Oh, my god! And she likes to teach fellow inmates about self-esteem and self-worth. Wow. Would you gag me with a spoon already? (laughs) Would you? Would you gag me with a spoon? That is so crazy. This This is her. And so what really irritates me is researching this. You can't find any information on this kid. On Christian? On Christian. I actually had to read a book about this. Right. And the book really isn't about Christian, but at least it described the crime scene to me. Right. Everything's about her. That's sick. About how this tall, blonde bombshell that's educated and was making all this money 
turned to crack and then murdered this guy. It's all about her. Wow. And it really irritates the, the stuff out of you. The stuffings. <laughs> the stuffings. The stuffings. The stuffings oh, are irritated. Because everybody has forgotten about the brutality under which this kid, 28-year-old man, young man with his whole life in front of him, who's a, who's a do-gooder. Right. And he's brutally murdered for absolutely no, no reason, reason because this broke down hoe needs some crack money and can't remember if he really or really did not rape her. But oh, by the way, he's the only person that housed her right. when she was broke and on the street. Oh my God. And it has all become about this biatch. And I can't, I just don't want to, I just don't like her. I don't like her. No. Lavelle with the V. But I'm going to tell you this. If I could go... To see her, uh-huh. I would call her really bad names. Oh, me too. I would call her probably some names that I don't even like other people to use. I know. Because that's and what so she we is. shouldn't because then we'd, we'd come off like bullies because I would want to bully her. And oh, I'm totally bullying her. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to be a bully. Oh, no. I want to be a bully with her. Right. I want to. I want to be one. Right. That's my case. About Christian Rojas. Rest in peace, Christian, because you did not deserve to die that way. And his poor family in Costa Rica. Yeah. I mean, and he was helping to support them. People in Costa Rica don't make a lot of money. No. And he was over here. He was such a do-gooder. Yeah. And she just took him right off the face of the earth in such a brutal way. Yeah. Brutal. And now she gets to have a blog. And she's got a blog. Well, tax dayer money. Tax Tax dayer. dayer. Wow. That's a new word. Whoa. Tax dayer. dayer. Tax dare? Dare. Yeah, it's tax dare. I dare you to use my taxes in that day, way. Like D-A-Y. Tax dare? Is, is <laughs> dare. to a tax nighter? Right. <laughs> well. Yes. Yes. Okay, You'll so these are just taxes that are that are dare. collected during the day yes. or are paid. Dare. Paid, just, tax dare. It's in the Money daytime. Is. These taxes are only from the daytime, right. like only coffee shops. Right. Okay. That's what's going to support her in prison. Tax debt. Well. Somebody needs to unplug her blog. Yes. Because I would really like to unplug her blog. Me it's too. disgusting. That's awful. And she posts pictures of herself. Why does she have a camera? Why does she have a camera? I don't know. Why does she have a blog? Oh my God, where is she? She's in Pennsylvania in this place called Muncie, Pennsylvania, M-U-N-C-Y. I think I'm going to write to the warden why? and why? ask, why does this asshole get to have a blog and she's posting pictures of herself. Like what the hell? She's in she's in prison, life no parole. That shouldn't mean you get a blog. No, you don't get a blog. No. I just I hate her. Oh my stomach is yeah. is a little upset right now. <laughs> <laughs> my stuffings are hurting. Oh, I'm gonna have to get you a little pepto. <laughs> my stuffings my <laughs> stuffings are hurting. Down. And she really got me. I don't like her at all. Oh my lord. All right. Well, while you've been telling me, what are you story, doing? What, what's the what's the deal on your balls? Oh, well, they were balls that turned to crescents. I love Remember that. No, crescents. they were balls that turned to logs that turned to crescents. Correct. Ball, ball, log, crescent. <laughs> Just remember, log. when you make this recipe, the order goes ball, ball log, log, crescent. I got two pans done. Mm-hmm. The nice thing about this, it put a lot on the tray because they don't spread. I like there's that. There's not a lot of butter in them. Butter. Butter. They've cooled down a little bit. I got my chocolate here all melted up, and um, I'm just steady dipping. Just steady dipping it over here. It smells so good. It smells like uh, almost an almond joy without the coconut. Mm, yeah. Maybe a Hershey bar with almonds. Yeah. I, not not because I don't smell a coconut. I said without the coconut. But that's the whole reason for the almond joy. Oh, that's true. That's like all. All right, I take it back. It well, you can delete that part. It smells just <laughs> like a Hershey bar with almonds there up in here. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's take a pause. Well, we could do it. We're gonna take a pause, and then we'll come back. And I got a story to tell you about a man who won the lottery. Oh, I love that! Mm-hmm. Yay for him! Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, y'all. It's Karen. Just wanted to ask you to please take a moment to listen to the following promotion from a fellow podcast that supports us, and so we want to support them as well. Check them out. Here they are. Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Jesse, And we're the hosts of See You Next Tuesday podcast. 
true crime podcast where we talk about the crimes against family members. Because let's be real, the ultimate see you next Tuesdays in the world are the ones who commit crimes against family members. 100%. Right now, we are covering a tough one, moms. But don't worry, we don't discuss the terrible crimes and leave you depressed. Before we go, we tell you about our star mom of the week that we think is killing it in motherhood. Give us a listen on most podcast platforms, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, Google, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to like and subscribe. As always, we will see you next Tuesday. We're back. We're back indeed. Here we are. Back again. All right. So I'm good to go on. My cookies are just cooling. Yeah, I can't wait to... Well, I mean, maybe I already put one in my mouth, but the you chocolate did. was a little bit hot, so <laughs> now i got a little situation going on. And you'll be okay. My, the roof of my mouth. That's what you get for cheating and eating it early. Cheating and eating. That's my that's my <laughs> whole game right there. My whole life we has been cheating and eating. We need t-shirts that say cheating and eating. <laughs> I, I agree. We're going to get them made right up. <laughs> Sugar-coated murder. Cheating and eating. Cheating and eating. My murder takes place in Lakeland, Florida. Where's that? It's kind of close to Plant City, Florida. Where is Have that? you ever gone to the store and bought strawberries from Plant City, Florida? Yes, but I don't know where it Not is. Not too far from Ocala, Florida. So it's middle of the state. Middle of the state. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. But Plant City is where all the produce and stuff I is. I know. That's it's yummy. Seems like they got plants there. Like a whole city of them. Isn't that funny how that worked out? I know. They were yeah. smart to plant those plants in Plant City. I'm going to tell you the story of Abraham Shakespeare. What a great name, Oh, right? my gosh. That's that a great amazing? name. Yes. yes. I think that I would like to have a pet name that. Abraham Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's great. Abraham Shakespeare and a co-worker take a break from work, and they go to a convenience store to get some drinks. The co-worker went in while Abraham waited in the car. The co-worker asked if he could get Abraham anything, and Abraham said, yes, will you get me two lottery tickets? Oh, yeah. Abraham hands the co-worker the money, he goes in, he gets the stuff, he comes back to the car, hands Abraham the lottery tickets, and they go back to work. Okay. Abraham was in his early 40s. Mm-hmm. He was a functioning illiterate. Oh. He never finished school. He dropped out of middle school. That's a little Instead, he went to work to help support his family in the orange groves. Mm. Mainly, he worked in the orange groves and in Plant City, Florida, and he also mowed people's lawns. Okay. Did some lawn work. He also worked as a helper for a trucking company. Mm-hmm. So if a truck driver had to go on a long haul or something, Abraham would ride with them. Oh, to help so, keep yeah. him awake. He didn't have a driver's license. He wasn't supposed to drive or anything like that, but he would be like the buddy that was Yeah. There, which is what he was doing the day they went and bought the lottery tickets. Oh. Being a buddy for a while. He was being a buddy. Yeah. Good job, Abraham. Yes. He lived at home with his mama. Mama. And used any money that he made to help pay the bills. And like most of us, Abraham dreamed of what life would be like if he won that lottery. Oh, do I ever dream Big about dreams. that? Every day. Big dreams. Every day. I house. dream about it every day. He'd buy fancy cars. He'd help out his family. All good things. I'll get a pink KitchenAid. A pink KitchenAid. Girl, I'd have a whole pink refrigerator. Get out. Oh, yeah. With a pellet ice maker. Oh, I know you'd have that pellet ice maker. Yeah. You'd have that before you ever cashed in your ticket. <laughs> You're exactly right. <laughs> Well, wouldn't you know, the heavens shined down on Abraham Shakespeare. And in November of 2006, that man hit the damn lottery. Shut up. He won, are you ready? Yeah. $30 million. No, he didn't. Oh, my God. Abraham. He took a one-time payout and banked a hefty $16.9 million. Freaking go, Abraham. He bought a car. He bought a house. Even though he couldn't have a That's driver's right. license. <laughs> he bought his cousin a house. He heard that a friend who had a barbershop was trying to get a loan from the bank, so he walked in and handed the man a cashier's check. I just, I, I can't imagine how good that feels. Oh, yeah. And he said, you know, this is for you. And the man said, well, listen, I'll tell you what I'm going to do is I'm going to make payments to you like I would at the bank. I'm not just taking your money okay. from you. Abraham was like, whatever you want, dude. Believe it or not, winning the lottery can be a big burden if you don't surround yourself with the right people. That's right? true. Abraham didn't know anything about managing money. Oh, Abraham. Right? And really, the only thing he I knew mean, neither do, do I, really. I mean, when you, and I, I have not Abraham won the lottery. Abraham didn't read or write. And the only thing he oh, knew how to do was sign his sign, name. Sign a thing. So there are people out there waiting around just yeah. to take advantage. They have nefarious intentions. Correct. There are a lot of people around him that constantly asked for handouts. And he 
he didn't have the heart to say no to anybody. He gave, and people knew, he carried a lot of cash around with him. He just had it in his trunk. No, he, he didn't. Abraham. Well, you're not even supposed to be driving, <laughs> son. And you're driving illegally with cash in yeah, your trunk. you know, it happens. Oh, whatever. By October of 2008, Abraham only had a little over $2 million left. Just with the cash money. I mean, he had assets, like mm -hmm. the cars and the, he bought himself a million-dollar house. Okay. He, he didn't have all of that. And it was just by chance that a friend of his, who was the real estate agent who sold the house to him, she was at a conference, and she met up with this lady and told this lady, I had a client I sold a house to who won the lottery, bless his heart, and I just feel so bad for him because everybody's taking advantage. And this lady said, oh, my gosh, what a great story. I'd love to meet him. I might be interested in writing a book about it. Oh, that's... Wow. So the realtor introduced him to this lady. Her name is Dee Dee Moore. Dee Dee. Dee Dee. Yep. And Dee Dee meets with... Not BB. Not BB. Not CC. No. It's Dee Dee. Dee Dee. Okay. Yes. Her real name is... D Delilah Devaney? No, 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 <laughs> no. Her real name is Doris. Doris, Doris, like Doris, only D-O-R-I-C-E, Doris. Doris. <laughs> or Dorice. Dorice, right, one of those. I don't even know. I, so people call her Dee Dee, which is probably a good thing. It's for the best, because we don't know what her name is. Right. Abraham and Dee Dee start meeting about the book, Yeah. you know, and she talks to him and she hears about the whole people taking advantage of him and he's, you know, getting low on money and everything else. And she yeah. said, I'm going to, I tell you what I'm going to do for you. Now I'm already wealthy. She says, I've Can you already please got pick up money. your dog. He's driving me insane. Oh, okay. Just, just, you don't have to pause. All right. The dog now has what he needs. Um, we'll see. Where was I? Dee Dee is going to do something for him. Oh, Dee Dee said, I tell you what, I'll be your financial manager. I'm going to help you. You don't need to pay me for it. I'm just going to do this out of the kindness of my heart. And Abraham said, great. That'd be really great. Thank you. I don't have that. a good feeling about this. Thank you for that. Because Dee Dee is a book writer, not a financial manager. You need to stay in your swim lane. Well, the funny thing about Dee Dee is she never written a book. Well, there's a first time for everything. <laughs> Dee Dee was not that. She was not. She was a poser. She did. Yeah, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm not quite. She wasn't even a financial advisor. That was not her career. She had done some different jobs here and there, and she had like a medical billing, medical transcript type company mm -hmm. that she ran for a while. And okay, she, you know, but this was not her thing. It's not her forte. But I think she felt like because she had done so well in her life that she was she help was going to help manage them. his money. Okay, that's the premise of. Of the story. Okay. Now, at the time, Abraham was also going through a court case with the co-worker who purchased that lottery ticket. Oh, no. That guy said, Abraham stole that ticket from me, and that money <gasps> is actually my money. No, 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 no. Right. No, because Abraham gave him the money. Right. Don't well, be mean. Don't be mean-spirited and take Abraham's money. Right. That's so mean. Well, Abraham won that case. But the co-worker appealed the decision. The case dragged on and on. Oh, my gosh. The last date with the appellate court was May 27th, 2009, and Abraham didn't show up for that he hearing, oh which no. was really unusual for him. He had been to every single hearing there had been yeah. from the very beginning. Even more unusual is that Abraham's friends and family hadn't heard from him in over a month. They had reached out to Dee Dee to see what information she might have, and she told them that Abraham had left town, that he wanted to disappear for a while because he was tired of everyone asking him for handouts. She said he was. she was getting text messages from him, and she even went so far as to show them the text messages on her phone that he was getting, that she was getting. Okay. Now, let's think about that. What's wrong with that story? He's in touch with her, but not his mama. He's illiterate. Oh, God, that's true. Yeah, he ain't going to be texting you, girl. Right. How is he How is he texting anybody? Oh, well, I just, you know, while writing my book and financially <laughs> managing him, I also taught him how to read and write. Right. Miraculously. By November of 2009, his family, they've had enough, and they called the police to report Abraham missing. 
They tell them that they are very concerned and think that this Dee Dee Moore lady knows more than what she's saying, especially because she keeps talking about these dang text messages and they know that Abraham can't read or write. So they don't understand how it is she's getting text messages from Abraham. The police go over and they talk to Dee Dee. And she's like, listen, here are the text messages. You can see it's coming from Abraham's phone, getting text messages from him. <laughs> and he did. He wanted to go away. And she even pulls out a video that she had taken of her talking to Abraham during one of their book sessions mm -hmm. where she is pretty much leading him and saying, don't, don't you just want to get away from it all? Don't you want to go somewhere? And he'd be like, yeah, I mean, it's really hard. Everybody's asking me for handouts and I don't know what to do. I don't have the heart to tell anybody no. She's like, so you just want to disappear. Oh, well, I hope the police see through this. Well, at this point, you know, they don't, they, they're suspicious, but Come what can on, they you do? Dumb police. Well, what, they, what can they do? What can they do? They don't know that where Abraham is. I know they don't know where he is, but the first thing that you do is you look at her and say, you realize the man cannot read or write. <laughs> Surprise, Dee Dee. Maybe she said, I taught him how to read and write. He's doing the speech to text. <laughs> so the police go in and they do a deep dive. But they, they, the police take a step back and they're like, okay, who in Abraham's circle might want to harm him? Mm -hmm. They start with the co-worker that had the the thing against him. Law case. Law the, law, the law case. The <laughs> law case. <laughs> well, at least I had words. You didn't even have the words. You're correct. Okay. You're correct. Try, I you mean, had you the waving of the hand. hand. You were like lady. waving of the hand, so I just put law case. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I'm trying to, to urge the dog to go somewhere else to have a conversation that he's trying to have with me, and he's not listening. Mm -mm. They go to the co-worker. They do some deep diving against him, and he says, you know what? I went to court and I tried to get that money. The court ruled against me. I appealed it. They ruled against me again. I'm done. Mm -hmm. I don't hold a grudge. The court said, no, it is what it is. Okay. And he had an alibi and it was oh. an airtight alibi. They checked it out. He's, okay. He's cleared. Good to go. And I get an alibi. And I get an alibi, alibi, alibi. So the police keep digging. Oops. <laughs> Not sure where that came from. In December of 2009, at Christmas, like around the 27th of December, just after Christmas, mm -hmm. Abraham's mom gets a phone call from, from Abraham. No way. From Abraham. From the real Abraham? He says, I'm fine. I just want to be left alone. <gasps> she hangs up that call and she calls the police and she says, someone called me and said he was Abraham. But it was not Abraham. Oh, I could tell it was not his voice. Oh, no. Did they think she was dumb and didn't even know her own son's right. voice? Come on. Right. No, people, no. <laughs> so the police actually jump into action on this one. Good. Very proud of them for this. They get the phone number that called her. And they do a trace on it. And darn if that number doesn't ping in a parking lot at a shopping mall right there in Florida. Right in, right in Lakeland, Florida. Lakeland. Sorry, I didn't know you were there. What are oh. you doing under my foot? <laughs> my God. Poor Trout. He's all messed I up. I don't know. The police go over to this parking lot of the shopping center. And, of course, you know, it's packed. It's just after Christmas. Their holiday sales. Everybody's on. doing returns. Returns. <laughs> Got to return all the stuff. And... They're like, what What are we even looking for? We have no idea. But they just sit there and patiently just kind of look around. And I'll be darned if old Dee Dee Moore doesn't pull up in her car. That B. She pulls up in her car and she gets out. And she gets into another car. And they've got their little binoculars and they're watching what's going on. And she hands this person in the car an envelope full of cash. <gasps> they talk for a little bit. And then she gets out of the car and drives away. That huzzy. Huzzy. Huzzy! Then the person driving the car drives away. And like that? The, they do, just like that's... that. And the police <laughs> follow that person in that car. They followed like, them. What if that's Abraham? That could be Abraham. I don't think right? it's Abraham. They... I think it's Abraham's imposter. Imposter. Well, they once Dee Dee's out of sight and they know she's not going to see them, they pull that car over. Mm -hmm. And it is. it turns out it's that man that Abraham lent the money to for his barber shop. What? Yes. He's working with Dee Dee? Yes. She um, had paid him $5,000 $5, to call Abraham's mom and pretend like he was Abraham. What a what? doofus. <laughs> right. 
Both of them are doofus. They're doofy. <laughs> that's that's the plural for doofus. Wow. They're, they're, they're doofy. together. They're do, doofy. not a doofy. The two of them are doofy. They're doofy. Yes. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> it's Latin. <laughs> police end up talking to the barber, and they are able to convince him to become a police informant. Okay. And they say, we think something's happened to Abraham, and we think Dee Dee is involved. Now, the barber says, I, I didn't was not under the impression that anything had happened to Abraham, just that Abraham wanted to be left alone, and I was trying to get his mom off his back. That's what she told me. I didn't know something bad could be going on. Oh, wow. You're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, that's fine. You're just dumb. <laughs> so they end up getting this barber to wear a wire anytime that he meets with Dee Dee. And that was the smartest thing that they ever did. Good. For sure. He meets with her and she starts talking about how she's in a panic because the police are putting a lot of pressure on her and she doesn't know what to do. She types a letter to Abraham's mom and she scolds her for not recognizing his voice. Like she's like, I'm Abraham. I'm writing you this letter. How could you not recognize my voice on the phone? Right? Dee Dee, how dumb dumb. And he's a written letter. A written letter. She typed it. Oh, heaven. From the typewriter. Yes. Dee what about illiterate do you not understand? Right. So she gets Dee Dee is a dumb dumb. She tells the barber to go put this in the mama's. She pays him money and says, go put this in the mama's mailbox. Oh, my gosh. And hopefully he took it to the police. Well, the police, I mean, he was wired. So they knew exactly. Yeah. Again, Poor Abraham doesn't know how to read or write. So typing a letter is... Dee Dee refuses to accept that quality in him. She refuses to accept that. (laughs) For several weeks, Dee Dee got the barber to do a whole bunch of things to try and throw the police off her trail. Like anything she could think of to try and throw them off the trail. She was trying to get Abraham to do it. And finally, no, she the says, she's I mean, trying the to barber. get the barber. Thank you for keeping me straight. The barber. That's what I'm here for. And to eat your cookies. Yes. <laughs> finally, she says, listen, do you know anybody that might be willing to take the rap <gasps> for a murder? Oh, sure. I mean, I, there's a, I keep a roller deck, roller decks, a, roller a deck. Rolodex of all the names of people that are willing to take a rap for a murder that they did not do. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Now, I mean, that's the way everybody wants to ring in the new year. The barber says, let me let me think on it. Let me think on that. And I'll get back to you. Mm-hmm. So the police go into action, and they get one of their undercover agents to be this. a person that would be I mean, I don't like it for Abraham, but I love this. So the barber reaches out to Dee and says, yeah, I got a friend who's about to go down for 30 years for another murder. And he said he just tacked this one on. Sure. For free? Oh, gosh, no. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. He wanted fifty thousand for that. That's all. That's all he wanted. Fifty thousand. God, I've been like, I need a half a million dollars. But he tells Dee Dee, "Listen, I'll do this for you. I will take this rap, but you have to give me the details because I, it has to be believable. The police aren't just going to take my word for it." Oh my God, this is brilliant, right? Oh my God. She said, "He says I need to know where, how he died, and where's the body." And she says, "Okay." So over the next few days, Dee Dee meets with this undercover agent and the first time she gives him a 38 caliber pistol a revolver whatever you want to call it wrapped in a towel okay murder weapon we think right the second time she says i am going to take you to a house mm-hmm. and show you where the body is january 25th 2010 she takes this agent undercover agent to a house that she owned in lakeland florida in the backyard, there's a big concrete slab, and she tells the agent to tell police to dig under that slab, and they would find Abraham. On January 28, 2010, Abraham Shakespeare's body was found buried under that concrete slab. Oh, Abraham Shakespeare. Abraham oh, had two me. bullet wounds to the chest. Oh. When police questioned Dee Dee about Abraham's murder, she <laughs> concocts a story saying... That a drug dealer oh killed Abraham Dee Dee, in you are the front of her, you are a held, dumb broad. A, held a gun in her mouth 
and threatened to kill her and her family if she told them anything about it. Because that's how drug dealers work, right? A drug dealer is going to kill you too, lady. They're not going to let you live. No. No. Why would they do that? No, because it don't kill You're one person. What's another person? You're a witness. You'd be under that concrete slab too. Dee Dee is dumb dumb. I'm telling you, we need to get her hooked up with, with Lavelle. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that we'll have the smart one and the dumb one in the same cell together, and they she can just is, fight it out. Yes. She is a maniacal lion hoe bag. CC. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of a DD. That's right. She a BB and a CC. Dee <sighs> Dee Moore was arrested and charged with first-degree murder. Court documents state that after agreeing to be Abraham's financial advisor... In November of 2008, Dee Dee got busy and started moving his assets into the name of a company that she owned. By January, so they met in November, by January of 2009, Dee Dee had taken control of everything Abraham owned. She was living in his house. She had taken ownership of his car, a truck that he purchased. Well, does, does the mama get everything. all this stuff back? Mm-mm. Where is it? No, I'll tell you. All of it. And she... She sold cars, and she gave cars to boyfriends, and she gave houses to boyfriends. I mean, she had what taken control over she is a every asset that he next had. Tuesday. And he actually had confronted her in April and said, lady, I don't think you're doing right by me. And she shot him. Oh, my God. That's right. Poor Abraham. That's right. This was supposed to be, he was supposed to be living high That's on right. the hog. The family was not going to be out of debt. He was going to take care of his mom. His mama worked in a cafeteria. Yeah. Mm. I mean, come on. This was, this is so horrible. Yeah. And this sweet little man, he deserved to win the lottery. He did. And then he won it. He won it fair and square. He did. He sure did. He really won it three times. And he did good things with the money. He good did things. (laughs) (laughs) He good did things. It took the jury three hours to find Doris, Doris. Doe Rice. How about Dom Dom? Dee Dee Moore. Guilty of first degree murder. She was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. It doesn't look like old Dore Reese has tried to appeal that case. Though in 2019, I did see where she had written the judge a letter asking for a new trial. But I don't think that's the way you appeal your case. Well, did she say love Abraham? <laughs> she may have. Because she's like, this is Abraham. <laughs> I know I'm dead and illiterate. <laughs> But Dee Dee deserves a new trial. Right. Love, Abraham. Abraham. P.S. I'll call you soon. Right. That's right. I, I can't see where she's appealed. There's not been an appeal. I, what's the point? What's the point? Well, there there are some automatic appeals that go in anyway. Even, like, even they go on, they go in your behalf, whether and it's like an automatic thing that goes through the system. Right. But having a new trial is not one of them. So when Abraham won all of this money, one of the things that he did with the money, he had a child with a woman that he was not married to. Mm-hmm. When he got that money, he created a trust fund for that baby. Okay. Put a million dollars in it. Oh, thank heavens. And all of the money from his estate that they were able to recoup okay. went to that child. The mama didn't get nothing? No, because technically I think the baby is the next of kin. So, and I don't know if that, that person, what kind of relationship he had with the, she had with the mom. I'm not quite sure. And I couldn't find anything on where the mom was, what her status was. Mm -hmm. I think she's still alive. I think she still lives in that area, but I don't know what what her situation situation is. is. I hope somebody went in and took care of her. I do too. But I don't know. Because that's what Abraham wanted to do. Correct. And that's what he was doing. Yeah. I mean, he did buy her a house. Didn't he? Well, I don't think so. I think he bought himself a house, but I would have to assume that she moved with them. Or, I mean, it said in the documents that I found that he had given her $12,000 for something, but I don't know what. But again, you don't know. I don't, well, she could have been in her. I mean, she was living in a house at the time anyway. She was living in a house. And so you know, the 12000 could have paid off funny. the house. There's some people that are funny about lottery money. Yeah. And they won't take it. So I, I don't really know. Yeah, what maybe the he just paid off her house there. and then she didn't have to work. Maybe. Or it could be she wanted to work. Some people enjoy I know working. So I don't know. But you know, 
I'm sorry that he met up with the devil. Well, we have talked about two horrifically nefarious, sinister bitches today. We have. Yeah. We did. Both of them. Oh, Just horrible, awful. horrible, awful people. They give women a bad name. That's right. That is so, not how you behave. And we don't wish well on them. We I do don't not. wish them well. I don't. I don't wish them well. I, I don't wish them well, and do I wish not them to have go to merry, hell. Do not have a Merry Christmas. Y'all do can, not. Y'all are not on the Christmas list, Christmas and card list. And if you're list. Jewish, I hope you have an unhappy Hanukkah. Me too. Very. I hope your dreidel crumbles. Yes. From dryness. Dry dreidel. <laughs> dry I wish dreidel. dry dreidel. <laughs> my gosh. I hope your menorah does not light. Ha! That's right. So, speaking of Christmas cards, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, what a great segue. We got cute Christmas cards to send out. We do. So, y'all, if you want a Christmas card from us, send us an email to murder.sugarcoated at gmail.com and just say, hey, yo, biatches. Put me on a Christmas card list. Here my address. Yeah, we'll send you a Christmas and card. And we'll send y'all a cute little Christmas card. Yeah. So, um, we can... also have our very, 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 very amazing Killa Vanilla. Which would make a great Christmas gift. Indeed. To Who a remember? mother, a mother-in-law, a sister, a yourself. A sister-in-law. A sister-in-law, a teacher. A cousin-in-law. A cousin, a cousin-in-law, a cousin twice removed. A doctor. A cousin that you married. Your lawyer. Yes, your attorney. Yes. Your your hairdresser. <gasps> nice. Your nail salon people. Your baker. Your local baker. Your postal worker. And your pharmacist. Yes. So there you go. Any so, of those people you'd like any, to buy and a all, for, all send us an email. Yes, and we'll we'll tell you how to buy it. We'll tell you how. We we'll will. tell you some we, kill of vanilla. Kill of vanilla. We just sent Mama some kill of vanilla. Was there some kill of vanilla in these cookies? There, no, they didn't. There was no vanilla in these cookies. Well, you know where the vanilla is up your dog's butt right now. I know he's having a hard time. So he's been talking to some friends outside. He and now has. He's trying to tell me the story of what, yeah. what they're he's doing. He's like, Mama, you're not going to believe what they said. They said, they said they there might be squirrels in the neighborhood, Mom. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so, can you get us a cookie, please? Oh, sure. Here you go. Thanks. Well, I'm going to taste one. Tell me how you think it is. Tell me how you think it is. It's supposed to be crunchy on the outside and a little soft and chewy on the mm. inside. Oh, very good. Oh, good. Good, mm. good. I've already had three, so. <laughs> and you and you fussed at me for having one, for sneaking I'm the one. Baker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That was a rule. It's a rule today. Mm. These are real good sugar. Gosh, these are really good. They remind me of. An old-fashioned Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want the recipe for this one, send us an email. There's not yeah. a website for this one. It's just a recipe that's been in the family for a, for a long while. Yeah, it has. Like a situation. It has. So, um, it's a secret family recipe, but we'll give you the secret if you email us. Yeah, we're not like that. We're not no. like other people in the family who hoard recipes. Yeah, that's we don't believe in that. Do. That gives you bad karma. Exactly. And we also have social media. We do. And if you wanted to buy us a Christmas coffee, uh, we, we would love, love to have some Christmas coffee. Yeah. You can go to buy me a coffee and find Sugar Coated Murder yeah. and buy us um, each a coffee. We would love that. Yeah. And if you buy us enough, we'll put bourbon in it. Yes. Oh my gosh. We can buy a bourbon. Yes. What a buy delightful. us a bourbon. <laughs> buy us a bourbon. <laughs> mm -hmm. Instead of buying me a coffee, we yeah. should buy it says coffee, but it might be bourbon. We might have been in the liquor store today. We, we were in the liquor <laughs> store today, as a matter of fact. Yeah, we we're gonna we we got some bourbon. We're gonna ball it up. <laughs> we are. We're gonna do some bourbon balls. Yep, soon. We we're found gonna do the recipe, and it's gonna knock somebody's socks off. I hope Probably it's mine. <laughs> Do not bourbon ball and drive. No. <laughs> my gosh. No. I made the mistake when you're making bourbon balls and taking them to work. <laughs> That's not legal. No. It's not. <laughs> not a good idea. No. Oh, my gosh. Well, so social media, you can find us on Facebook. Yes. We have a fan page. We Sugar have just a murder podcast fan page. Sugarcoated murder podcast. Yes, that's a public page. We have Instagram. Um, um we're up to eleven hundred and fifty-five <gasps> followers wow. on Instagram right now. So come on over. It's a lot of fun on Instagram, and that is at Sugarcoated Murder yeah. on Instagram. And then Twitter. I am almost at six hundred followers. Wow. On Twitter, I can't get over it. Keep the twitting. And Keep on twittin'. on Twitter, <laughs> we're sugar murder. Sugar murder. There you go. Yeah. So 
That's a Come find us. Things to remember. Find us on social media. Find us on social media. If email you, us. If you order some Killa Vanilla. If you want a Christmas card, send us your address. Yes. If you want some Killa Vanilla, send us a request. And buy us some coffee, Please, bourbon. Some coffee, coffee, bourbon. It's that time of year we're baking every week. And yes. we just need some coffee. Sometimes in between. In between episodes, we're baking yeah. too. So we, yeah, because we, we want to make sure Mama has up. all that she needs for Christmas. Yes, we want to make sure she's got all her Christmas goodies. That's right. Okay, y'all. Well, we love you, damn it. We certainly do. <laughs> we certainly do. Well, Sean Connery has, has joined me today, and I was unsure <laughs> of his presence. Happy, happy day. <laughs> God. Y'all. Stay sweet. And don't murder. If you kill people, we will talk about you. And we're going to call you bad names like CC and Dum Dum and Ugly. And okay, bye, y'all. Bye. This has been Sugar Coated Murder Podcast, a deliciously entertaining true crime podcast. Like what you heard? You can always explore past episodes by visiting sugarcoatedpod.com. Don't forget to like our Facebook fan page and share with friends. Thanks for listening to Sugar Coated Murder Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.